One crisp Saturday fall morning, I was entered into a cross-country race. This was a different race. Most of the races I ran were either at a grassy parks or around high schools, but this one was up a canyon in the mountains. The leaves were changing colors and you could smell the dryness and change in them. The course was on trails and dirt roads under a canopy of orange and red leaves. As soon as the gun went off, we were galloping through the woods. It was a grueling race uphill and down. The fine dust of the trails got churned up by the other runners until it settled over you like a second dirty skin, coating your teeth and make it, making it hard to breathe. By the end, I was gasping for breath and everything hurt. But I was near the front, so I started sprinting and passing people. With 100 meters to go, uh, there was just one person left in front of me. I could hear the crowd screaming. Now, it's cross country, so I know full well that the crowd was just the rest of my team and my mom. But it sounded at that moment like a thousand people. I was so pumped. I edged out the other competitor. I crossed the finish line and I won. It felt amazing. It felt like glory injected straight into my veins. It felt like a new start, like the world was new and everything was right and things were going to be great. Winning feels amazing. Losing tastes like stale, cold french fries with no salt. What would it feel like to win in your life, to make a difference, to be known, to be loved, to be the one people are posting videos of because you hit the game-winning shot, made the crucial pass, or won the race against your rivals. I'll tell you what it will be like. It'll be amazing. Let me show you how. I'm Dr. Nathan Pali. Welcome back to Speed Tribe. Today we're going to talk about the one thing, the perfectly placed detonation that will set everything else in motion to help you live your best life. Now, it starts with a little story about the patron saint of Speed Tribe, Theodore Roosevelt. Way back in October 14th, 1912, Theodore Roosevelt is standing in front of 10,000 people up in the Milwaukee Auditorium. And he says something kind of strange as he begins his talk. He says, friends, I shall ask you to be quiet as possible. I don't know whether you fully understand that I've just been shot. Somebody from the back of the auditorium yells, fake! But there are gasps and screams as Roosevelt pulls aside his vest and reveals a white shirt marred by a growing blood stain. Just moments before, Roosevelt had been standing um, in an open car outside of his hotel, and then an assassin shot him with a revolver from just seven feet away. Now he dropped momentarily, um, <laughs> but fortunately for him, a big thick talk that he was going to give the papers um, slowed down the bullet enough that it didn't do him too much harm. Typical of the uh, Theodore Roosevelt, his aides want to rush him to the hospital, but he says, you get me to that speech. And then with a, a bullet still inside of him, he gives an hour and a half long speech. Now that sounds crazy. That sounds extraordinary. And it would be extraordinary for anybody but Theodore Roosevelt. Like this guy, his life is full of extraordinary things. This is the guy who charges up Kettle Hill on horseback, bullets whiz whizzing past him with a group he organizes called the Rough Riders to volunteer and go fight in a war. This is a guy who looks out for immigrants and orphans with his power. This is a guy who sneaks out in the middle of the night and confronts corrupt police officers. 
This is a guy who, when he assumes office as president of the United States, becomes the youngest president in history, where he boxes and wrestles as president. He takes officials who meet with him on outdoor adventures to scramble through brush and climb up rock faces. He uses his power as president to save the Grand Canyon and other national forests and parks. He makes the food and drug industry that was notoriously unclean and safe um, and unsafe safe for people to eat, safe for people to participate in. He takes on corrupt business practices and help people get a more fair opportunity. He brokers a peace deal between Russia and Japan and wins the Nobel Peace Prize for these efforts. He paves the way for the Panama Canal. When he leaves office as president, he gets bored, so he goes to the Amazon jungle and helps to navigate a river that nobody had charted before. In fact, it was called the River of Doubt because nobody even knew where it went. Not to mention owning a, uh, and working on a ranch in North Dakota, reading thousands of books in multiple languages, writing 35 books himself, and eventually getting immortalized on Mount Rushmore. Now, you may be thinking, okay, I get it. He's awesome. I'm not. Some people are just born leaders. Some people just have good genes. And that's why they're faster and more athletic than I am. Talent is just talent. But you see, that's not my point at all. Roosevelt wasn't always strong enough to stop a bullet. When he was born, his family thought he looked like a turtle. He was small and sickly. He had asthma so bad he could barely blow out a birthday candle. Because he was so sick, he couldn't go to school with the rest of the kids. And when he went out in the city, his younger brother had to protect him from bullies. Finally, when he was 12, there came a turning point in his life. He had a doctor recommend that he start getting plenty of fresh air and exercise so that he could expand his chest and his lungs and and give him better strength to breathe, right? And so his dad sits him down and issues him a challenge. He says, Teddy, you have the mind, but not the body. And without the help of the body, the mind cannot go as far as it should. You must make your body. And so uh, Theodore Roosevelt responded that he would do just that. And so he set about um, outlining the tasks he would need to do to accomplish his objectives. And then he got to work. Now, that's the key. I hope you see it. We'll talk about that in a minute. But day after day, he did the regular, monotonous, necessary work to build his lung capacity, chest and arms. He kept a careful journal that showed his progress. And he did make a lot of progress. But two years later, when he was almost 14, he realized that it wasn't enough. He had another bad uh, asthma attack, and his father sent him away by himself for the first time to Maine's Moosehead Lake for some fresh air and more exercise. On the stagecoach ride to the lake, he met two boys his own age. uh, And rather than making friends uh, with him, they found him to be an easy victim and quickly made his life miserable. Um, Teddy Roosevelt says, The worst feature was that when I finally tried to fight them, I discovered that either one singly could not only handle me with easy contempt, but handle me so as not to hurt me much and yet to prevent my doing any damage whatsoever, whatever in return. I made up my mind that I must try to learn so that I would not again be put in such a helpless position. So he set a new objective, learn to defend himself. He began to learn to box with an ex-prize fighter named John Long. Uh, He wasn't automatically good. In fact, he was rather uncoordinated. But he could take a punch and he kept working. 
eventually took up wrestling and jiu-jitsu to expand his capacity. And ultimately, he wasn't scared of basically anybody or anything. He would go to war, go out on the dark streets into the ghettos, um, and, and was, <laughs> was fearless. He went on to duplicate the formula of success in everything else that he does. Now, that's the great secret, right? Hopefully, you see it in the story. Find out what you want. What is your dream? What is your goal? Then, determine what you can do about it. Don't worry about other people or any of the other things outside of your control. Just narrow your focus to what your dream is and what you can do and then take action. Lively, real-life, dynamic action. Now, just to stick with um, something that, that is your strengths, right? Like if you're 6'6 and 265, being a world champion horse riding jockey is probably not in the cards. So play to your strengths. But set those clear objectives, uh, systematic tasks to accomplish them, and then take action and enjoy the adventure. Embrace the grind. Watch yourself transform. It is the most enjoyable experience you will ever have. And now I'm here to talk you through this step by step. I'm going to help you to take the most appropriate action in the most appropriate way. Uh, it's an adventure. It's fun. You're going to change. You're going to be different than you have ever been before. And you got this because you're in the tribe now. Go out and learn. Go out and grow. Go out and live. See you next time.